So INFJ's boys, is that Adolf Hitler or John Lennon, member of the Beatles? <laughs> These are all crimes that I committed. I promise you I would never <laughs> get arrested. Who's most likely to end up on a government register? And he even goes further and says, e.g. sex offenders list. Fuck you, Jack. <laughs> Don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened, Joseph Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Critical Banter, where we take the best bits from your favorite late night shows and package them into a podcast. So on today's episode, we'll be playing Psycho and Samaritan and judging each other on most likely to. So just a quick reminder for all of you, if you haven't already, to join the TCB Appreciation Society on Facebook. We've got a nice little community growing there where we have a chat with you guys and share some content and ideas. So get involved there. And this week on the podcast, we've got me, Miguel. We've got Kush. Hello, hello. Senny. G'day. And Rohit. G'day, g'day. Boys, uh, yesterday we finally went out and we did the cone experiment. And if you've been living under a rock for the last couple of weeks, we decided to figure out, you know, the power of the cone. You know, what does a traffic cone have and what responsibilities and rights can we put on it? Um, so, I was having a chat to a couple of my mates and I feel like there's two types of people. Um, there are people who respect the traffic cone and those who don't. And so, uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to play some uh, the segment of what we did yesterday. And you guys can decide where you stand on that. In this world, there are two types of people. Those who say they respect the traffic cones authority and liars. From construction site blocking roads to being placed on perfect car spots, everyone seems to talk a big game. So we decided to see whether people were ready to put where their money where their mouth is. Could we place traffic cones in prime car park locations around Sydney and get people to forfeit a perfectly good spot simply by seeing a solitary traffic cone on the floor? The first step was actually finding a traffic cone to use in this experiment. Could we have just gone down to the local hardware store and bought one for $15? Yeah. Could we have just taken one from a construction site? Probably. Is that what we actually did? No. The perfect opportunity presented itself when on a night out, we spotted two gentlemen plastered out of their minds using traffic cones as loudspeakers to abuse people walking past. They somehow managed to uh, smuggle the cones on the bus and proceeded to, and I use this term very loosely, play the Bruce Springsteen classic when the Saints go marching in. That's enough of that racket. I think we might get done for copyright if we keep playing that. Yeah, so it's now time to approach the two mashed geezers and if, see if I could actually get the cones off them without getting my head bashed in. Yeah, Operation Acquire Cone is in session. Don't mate, we won't steal your DNA. I'm pretty sure if we looked into it, we'd actually find out your parents were siblings. So, fast forward to Saturday afternoon and it's showtime. After shrewdly investing in some high-vis vests, we made our way to the car park where we suspiciously loaded around, waiting for a spot to open up. Oh, you'll find a spot, she'll be right. Is that not a spot, Ro? Yeah, <gasps> yes! Two adjacent ones. We'll cone, we'll cone that one. Let's go, boys. Migs has actually just wandered over there and he has dropped the cone. Yes, I repeat, the cone has been dropped. We'll keep you updated on what happens next. Now, it was time to play the waiting game. As we sat in the car, it was actually astounding what we saw. One by one, cars saw the empty spots in a totally full car park and just kept on driving once they saw the cone. It was as if the mere shape and colour of the object created some sort of force field around the area, not allowing any vehicle to slot between the painted white lines. Alrighty, uh, Operation Does Cone Demand Respect Part 2 is away. We've got Mig standing here with the cone, waving through traffic left, right and centre. Um, currently, the cone has a 100% success rate. 
but our celebration seemed premature as excitement turned into worry. Uh, so there's a guy right now who's currently s sussing it out. Just give him a wave, give him a wave, Mix. Yeah, so he's currently a bit suspicious of the cones then. He's coming over? No, he's nah, not coming he's over. Not, he's none of his business. Driving a BMW, but he's currently, you know, he's just just a little bit suspicious of what we're doing here. Talk to me, Sen. We were, yeah, sorry. No, I'm just thinking. He drives a BMW, he's got better things to do with his life. <laughs> yeah, he's got, you know. Time is money. Houses to build. He thought about it for a second, he's like, it's a young Asian man in a high-vis vest. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if he get, starts getting on the phone, I'm going to... I reckon, do we, what do we do? Do we start writing him a ticket, maybe? He just goes up there and <laughs> yes. hands him a ticket. That's actually another good idea as well. Is that illegal? I thought that's yeah, like that illegal. Is illegal. <laughs> you can't illegal. just give people tickets. You cannot. But alas, the cone stood strong. Not even the beamer could make it through. No. We also had some curious members of the public who wanted to know what was wrong with that spot in particular. Sorry, madam. We've got uh, reports of the ground being actually too steep on this particular car park. Um, so we're going to have to you're gonna have to get another spot, unfortunately. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And another one. Hey, man, how are you? All good. Sorry about this. This spot, we've had some complaints about this spot in particular. It's too steep. So what happened a few times last week, cars were here and they started sliding and they hit the other park car. But luckily your spot is fine because the, the degree, the inclination there is only 30 degrees, so it's fine. So that's why we couldn't let you park here. So okay. that's all right. Yeah, sorry Have about a good day. Too steep, yeah. Did you have a look at the angle? Because we had to come this morning and measure it out and it was far too steep. We put, a, we, put a little, we put a little Hot Wheels car here and it just slid straight away. Michael, Your car's fine. Really good spot. So this, yeah. GM, just... GM Michael is very fine. Yeah. Happy with this? Yeah, yeah, he's fine. Thank you. Thank you, Ed. But alas, the cone magically repelled all that stood in its way. You know, the traffic cone truly is life's greatest equaliser. It stops both the 10-year-old Commodores and Mercedes-Benz parking alike. So there you go. Conclusive evidence if you ask me. TCB pro tip, kids. Take a traffic cone with you everywhere and watch as life opens doors for you at every step. So, be sure to check out the full video on our YouTube channel at Critical Banter. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe. Alrighty, there we go. Kush, you weren't there for the prank. What mm. do you reckon? I, I'm going to be honest, boys. I'm baffled. I'm completely bamboozled in this success. I, I'm a person <laughs> who does not respect the traffic cone. I think if it's there, <laughs> I'm the guy who kicks it. Um, throws it away and sends it into the gulag. But what, what the success that you've nah. provided is baffling to me. I think Bro, didn't you say people would say the same thing like that? Like some of your mates were saying, oh, yeah, we don't respect the cone or whatever. Yeah, they're all just talk. Yeah, when it comes down to it, yeah, the power it possesses. What, what do you mean the power? I, I don't know. Like Maybe I do need to see it. Maybe I need to be there in person. But look, uh, congratulations. Very, it's, it's a good success. When, so it's thing, when you drive up and you see a cone and you see three blokes in high-vis vests just telling you to move along, buddy, you're doing mm. it. You're not questioning any of that. No, I was going to say, I agree with the high-vis vest thing, right? Obviously, when the high-vis vest is there, yeah. you know, you're a bit more inclined to, to move along. But when the cone's sitting there you know, without any... You know, without any third-party intervention, mm. people are still driving past. We see people literally turning into the traffic, uh, turning into the car park, seeing the cone there, and then turning back out. It, there's, there's a sense of authority that comes with just the cone. <laughs> it has its own aura, and it's Look, amazing, actually. I think we need to. I think we need to up the stakes because it was just one parking spot in a parking lot of, let's say, two hundred spots. People just know they can find another one. Mm. So maybe there needs to be more on the line that they what can't afford to go past the uh, the cone. 
I don't know. I'm just saying. Look, Kush, I'm on your side. I'm on your side. It's a, it's a, it's an orange bluff, is what it is. Yeah. It's the, it's they're saying, you know, it is there, but really it holds no power unless the council's deemed it there. Then I don't, I don't trust it at all. If it's movable, you know, I say it can be moved. Yeah, you're right. It certainly has a deceiving power to it. But look, I do have a question though. You, you've now done this. Um, it's a, it's a success. But how are you guys going to up the stakes? Like you said, it, it needs something needs to be added here. So what what, what are your thoughts? So we were, we were talking about the pranks and um, someone suggested to block off the whole aisle, not just one spot, the whole <laughs> aisle, block off about 20 or 30 spots. That would That's be ambitious. ambitious. Upping the yeah. stakes to see if people respect the cone. Well, I don't know. Do you boys have any other ideas? That's a lot of stakes. I was thinking maybe two or three spots, but <laughs> the That's whole, whole steakhouse at that point. I think, um, I think we throw the question open to the TCB Appreciation Society. Let's see what the fans want us to do. Um, obviously, nothing illegal please, <laughs> for now at least. Um, but no, I, I think if you guys want to throw us a few suggestions, join the group and then um, fire away. Also this week, guys, I've got a quick story for you guys. Um, I guess this could be an impromptu segment in itself. Um, I guess it would be called Am I a Karen? Um, and this is not my story. It's my friend's story. Um, and she wants to know if she comes off as a Karen in this story. So she was out and about and, you know, we'll name and shame this place. It was Dover Heights, so out in the eastern suburbs of Sydney, so quite an affluent area. Um, and she was just walking on the street and then a little yappy white dog comes up to her and bites her and draws mm. blood. So, it was, a, it was a substantial bite. And so, she looks up and the dog runs off and goes back to the owner. And the owner was shirtless, sitting in a Porsche and he does not offer any, you know, no, are you okay? Sorry, nothing like that. And she's like, what the fuck? And so, she later goes on to the hospital, gets a tetanus shot and everything. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to make a complaint to the council. I want this dog muzzled. So I want you to remember this is a tall, a small, yappy little dog. Muzzled. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes through the whole rigmarole of going through the council and she makes a complaint. And then the council worker goes out to the house and then talks to the owners and then comes back and reports back to her saying that they want proof that she got bitten. And she's like, What do you mean? She was they were right there. Anyway, so she sends photos of like her leg and like the hospital discharge. And so the hospital uh, the council worker goes back and she says and so he has a chat to them and says they can't muzzle the dog, but he gave him a fine. A fine for a dog bite. Do you guys want to guess how much a fine for a dog bite is? Can't be more than a hundred bucks, surely. Hundred, Kush, Manny, anything? I'm, I'm thinking five hundred maximum. I'm thinking hundred range. Yeah. It was one thousand three hundred dollars. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Yikes! For a tiny little dog bite. And so she wants to know: Has she gone too far? Is she a Karen in this scenario? Because apparently, a lot of her friends and family are saying that she went too far with this. Nah, I'm with her. Nah, full support. Yeah, yeah. I'm supporting her 100% of the way. That owner's a dickhead. Like, control your pet. I'm on board. Blood was drawn. <laughs> like, it's a, it's, a, it's a decent injury, that. Is that what you... So, you reckon if there was no blood drawn, would it be too far then? Nah, look, I was on board until muzzle the dog. I think muzzling <laughs> the dog was a bit much, but I'm still on board with she needed some sort of, you know, some sort of action done. She needed put a victory of her own. Put sure. it yeah. down. Well, her initial thought was, can I get the dog put down? <laughs> she got out the back and just pop. <laughs> <laughs> Two shots. See you later. Would it, if it was a bigger I, dog, would you be on her side then? Because, again, I can't stress how small and yappy this dog was. <laughs> like, <laughs> she says she could have kicked the dog if she could. Like, it's a tiny ah, it still dog. Did, it still did damage. It, it did still damage, did yeah. damage. How big was the flesh wound? How big was it? Was it was tiny. It was barely. Like, it just cracked the surface. I feel like, you know, this could have all been avoided if the owner said sorry, I reckon. She wouldn't yeah. have pressed any yeah. charges. Do you know what I mean? It would have just been, ah, oh, I'm so sorry for that. Let me get my dog on a leash. But instead, yeah, he sits exactly. in his Porsche and just 
sits back and watches. That's yeah. basically true. So you reckon she's not a Karen? <sighs> Look, uh, again, Kush and Migs, and you really, you know, no pets, animal haters. <laughs> Kush was scared of the Labrador chasing him. Um, okay. Yeah, but I him. love your thick boy. Like, relax. Like, I'm <laughs> but I, I think, look, she had full rights to do what she did. But I honestly think she should have dropped, like, punted the dog. Just absolutely <laughs> sent it flying. <laughs> Tit for tat, you reckon? Go for yeah, a shot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just think it's like an 80th minute, an 16 all. She's got to send it through the goalposts. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, the dog swung first. Self defense. <laughs> Yeah, nah, in my opinion, she's not a Karen. Like this, this all goes down to the owner. The owner did the mistake. The owner sat down, didn't give a shit. You got to, you got to pay back the owner. It's not on the dog. Yeah, I think owner. that is the key detail. The fact the owner had no remorse. Mm-hmm. Maybe muzzle the owner potentially. Muzzle the owner. <laughs> <laughs> Drive around in his Porsche with a big cone around his neck. Do you bite the owner? Draw blood. <laughs> <laughs> just go in there, just chomp. <laughs> I, I told her um, she should kidnap the dog and then hold her for ransom because these people are obviously rich. Could get more than yeah. 1300 bucks. Why do a lot of your solutions to things end with hold them ransom? Yeah, I remember there was another dog story before and Senna was talking about like cutting off paws and this is a- <laughs> What? <laughs> send, them, yeah. send them one by one in the mail. It's from my- I do not remember that either. You don't? Oh, okay. It's, look, Cut I, it's, off paws. It's, it's from my days with the triads. Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but yeah, so the- I guess the answer is you're not a Karen. Um, but I want people to write in with more Karen stories. Uh, I think it's a very grey area of what is a Karen and what isn't a Karen. Alrighty, boys. Today's episode is sponsored by Manscaped. They provide the best in men's below-the-waist grooming with their precision-engineered tools for all our compartments downstairs. Alrighty, so we've all got on our hands of the Lawnmower 3.0, and we're actually going to be putting this to the test against the market's leading lawnmower, the Toro Recycler, on this week's special edition of Banter Reviews. So take it away, boys. Radio, with our normal banter reviews, we've got a couple of metrics we're going to put these lawnmowers through the tests with. Um, so the first one we got is precision of trim. Um, mm. So with the Toro one, I found it was it was okay. It was the circular blades I just found just couldn't get into the square edges that I had in my backyard. So for that, I gave it a three out of eight. Mm. Mm, yeah, the lawnmower 3.0, uh, no nicks, no cuts for the bush downstairs. I'm giving that 7 out of 8, unreal, unreal performance. So, the met- second metric we've got is the grass cutting ability. Um, I guess this is the big one considering it is a lawnmower. Um, so, for the Toro, I had to give it a 6 out of 8. It was pretty good. It was decent at the one job that it has. Cutting grass. It's really cutting only grass, got one job. Exactly. <laughs> Yes, and I had a bit of a different experience with the ma- uh, the lawnmower 3.0 when I was trying to cut my grass. Uh, more of a toothbrush cleaning a you know bathroom sort of situation. Right, mate. What are you on about? The Manscaped engineering team did not spend eighteen months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created just for you to cut your front yard. All right. So if you actually used it properly, you would have realized the cutting edge ceramic blade perfectly trims your hair. I'm giving it 8 out of 8. Wow, damning stuff. So, for the third one, we got the engine RPM. Um, again, the Toro was pretty pathetic. I'm not going to lie. Just a measly 159cc engine. So, I gave that one a 2 out of 8. Yeah, not good at all. Uh, you know, lawnmower 3.0 upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. Mate, that's getting 7,000 out of 8. <laughs> <laughs> so, for the final one, we've got the price. Um, so, so far, we've talked about the 159cc engine, 
can't get to the edges of my lawn. Um, so for all this great technology, the Toro will only cost you a measly seven hundred dollars. Oh. So for the price, I'm giving you zero out of eight Toro. <laughs> that is an absolute rort. That is an absolute rort. Uh, with the code TCB, you guys get twenty percent off uh, all products and free shipping. Um, you got waterproof technology. You've got a ceramic blade. You know, cutting edge, uh, and just for that alone. I'm going to give this 8 out of 8. You can't go wrong with free shipping and 20% off. So, what's the total there, Ro? So, the Toro I gave 11 out of 24. Uh, the Lawnmower 3.0 from Manscaped uh, comes in at a whopping 7,023 out of 24. <laughs> <laughs> the highest we've ever given. Unreal. Another great review there, boys. And um, look, you can always get the 20% off with the free shipping at, with our code TCB at manscaped.com and the link will be in the description. All right, guys, the game for this week is Psycho or Samaritan. Um, so, last week, we talked about psychos in depth, and um, that piqued my interest. And also, I started doing those Maya Briggs tests during the week as well. And so, I was reading about personality types. So, I'm like, yeah, why not put them together? So, this game is pretty simple. I'll read out one of the Myers-Briggs personality types, and I'll give you an option of whether it's a psycho or Samaritan, and it's up to you to decide who it is. Sounds simple? Let's yes, go. Sir. And you'll be working together. So, the first one is INFJs. So, a quick little description of INFJs. INFJs are creative nurturers with a strong sense of personal integrity and a drive to help others realize their potential. They are creative and dedicated, and they have a talent for helping others with original solutions to their personal challenges. So, INFJs, boys, is that Adolf Hitler or John Lennon, member of the Beatles? Mm. Adolf was a renowned painter. Mm. There's a bit of creativity there. He had a bit of artistic sense about him. Was he intro- INFJ, introvert? Was he an introvert? I feel like to be a leader, you've got to be an extrovert, surely. Mm. Out of curiosity, do you guys know what your personality types are? No, I haven't done one of these. IN- INFP. Same. Ro, what are you? Very, very close to Adolf, apparently. ESFJ. Is, I think Taylor Swift and I are very similar in personality types, apparently. It's the only thing you Peace guys have got me. in common. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm thinking straight away, I'm thinking it's got to be Lennon, surely, right? Or a Senator and a Seduzi here. But then to be uh, in the Beatles, one of the biggest boy bands, can you be introverted as well? Will you crumble at the, the fame? No, I think in bands, yeah, you can. I'm, I'm going to go with Lennon here. It, it seems more plausible than um, older Adolf. Let's think about the game. It's Sen. First question, first game. Mm. He's throwing he's throwing Adolf straight away. Uh, well, read read, some, of the, read some of the traits again, Sen. I want to kind of just go one more. One more. No worries, over. Yeah. So, INFJs are creative nurturers with a strong sense of personal integrity and a drive to help others realize their potential. They're creative and dedicated and have a lot of tel- talent for helping others with original solutions to their personal challenges. Mm. See, it's these phrases that make, look, create, like helps other people. He's throwing these, these words out to throw us. To be like, oh, Hitler was meant to help people. Hitler was meant to solve people's problems. Oh, he solved the bloody... I'm not going to say it, but... Um, <laughs> I really wanted you to say it. Um, <laughs> but you get the gist. That's why I think it's Adolf. He's thrown contradictions around. All right. I'll say with Migs here. Okay. He's I'll swing around as well. Well done. That was indeed Adolf Hitler. So, you guys he got the first one on the board. <laughs> All right. So, you guys got the first one. So, the next one up is ISFJ. So, ISFJ are imaginative idealists guided by their own core values and beliefs and are loyal to traditions and organizations. They are practical, compassionate, and caring and are motivated to provide for others. So, boys, ISFJ, is this Osama Bin Laden or Mother (laughs) Teresa? (laughs) 
Oh, wow. The big disparity there. Imaginative. And Osama bin Laden. I don't say that immediately. Um, doesn't sound imagine right. Imagine the big things, but. <laughs> Whether those grand big scale things. Grand scale projects. Grand scale projects. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, obviously, the big things were, were wrong, but they were big. Yeah, things I never said they were right. They're not right, yeah. but they were big in scale. Mm. He you know, dreamed. He was a dreamer. He's doing visionary, <laughs> some may say. You, you know what they say? If your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me. Like, you know those quotes that- I shouldn't remind you of people? anything. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's like, there was like this, uh, this like trend going around on Twitter. Where it was like, you misattribute quotes. Yeah, so it was like, um, the first million is the hardest, like Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Just things like that. So bad. Cool. Yeah, it was like- don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Joseph Stalin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is this is actually a tough one because both, right? Both are religious individuals, so they obviously have strong ideals and uh, to some degree, um, compassionate. Compassionate. That's that's the Binny? yeah. That's not what's got. Binny's me. compassionate. I'm going to say people, no. Maybe. I don't no, even think he was compassionate that. to his own people. Yeah. Like, he's not he's not flying through the buildings, but he's getting, you know. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you for that um, sound bite. <laughs> uh, but it makes sense, though. Do you know what I mean? I don't see Bin Laden flying a plane. I'm seeing his- Stop talking you know, about people flying. Right? Dude. <laughs> It is part of the game. I'm trying to work out the psyche. The only thing is that does not show compassion whatsoever. Uh, yeah, let's go with um, the the other one. Mother. Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa, that's right. Well done, boys. That's two from two now. See, it, my logic worked, dude. I'm a bit concerned how much Ro knows about psych- psychos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's in the mind of a psycho. All right, third one now. ESFPs, are vivacious entertainers who charm and engage those around them. They're spontaneous, energetic, and fun-loving and take pleasure in the things around them. So, boys, ESFPs, is this Donald Trump or Oprah Winfrey? Ooh. This is a good one. Ooh. Well, just in terms of entertainment, I saw Donald Trump tweet something, um, Joe Biden for president 2020, but then he crossed out the P, so it was Joe Biden for resident 2020. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Which I honestly found quite entertaining. Uh, (laughs) So. Just based on that fact alone, I'm going my main man, D. Trump. <laughs> Is that the basis of our decision? Yeah. One tweet. They're both energetic. Both seem to, you know, um, play off people. It's, it's actually. I don't one. find Oprah entertaining. I'm just going to put that out there. She's not, but a lot of people do, though. This is not based off us, but, like, a lot of people do find her entertaining. Do they find her entertaining or do they find the free stuff that she gives away, <laughs> the you know, freebies. entertaining? Got a point. He's got a point there. What are you thinking, Migs? I'm happy to side with Ro here based on the evidence he's brought forth. All right. We'll go with that one piece of evidence for Twitter. I don't know how he's done it. The fact that he doesn't like Oprah. It it is Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how he's done it. What a man. I'm telling you. I sense these things. So, you're three from three and Ro's a freak at this. There's two more to go. Um, So, the fourth one is INTJs. So, INTJs are analytic problem solvers eager to improve systems and processes with their innovative ideas they have a talent for seeing possibilities for improvement whether at work home or in themselves so boys intjs is this saddam hussein or jay-z Ooh, very very logical personality type this one solving problems innovation jay-z doesn't really strike me just from his face alone as a oh, <laughs> 
You don't reckon the old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle can start a business? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if we, if we man's a, man's like a millionaire, no? Billionaire, something like that. He's got a lot of cash. Bro, whatever you That's choose, cool. I will follow you. Jay-Z's most famous quote. Uh, actually, you know what I mean? most famous quote, just the only one I remember. He tells you this. Actually, wise words. If you can't afford it twice, you can't afford it. That had nothing to do with anything here, but, cool. you know. Thanks, bro. Just my Jay-Z knowledge <laughs> coming to fruition here. Um, Saddam versus Jay. Traditional rivals. Mm, I don't know. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking, oh, honestly. What's I'm your gut telling you, bro? You savant. Just intuitively, I'm thinking Saddam. But as you always do, but there's, so, there's something pulling me towards Jay Z with his, you know, let's marry Beyonce. You know, she's the biggest star. Let me get, let me get power on that bandwagon. Exactly, exactly. Saw the power couple. He had the vision, you know, very early on. Long term relationship. Is he cool and calculated? Might, might even love her. Don't know. <laughs> yeah, may even actually have developed feelings for her. You never know these things. Well, that's a side thought. So, you've thrown up both. We got, we got to pick one. Can it be both? Nah, it can't be both. Actually, Sen, how did you did you just make up another name? So you found out like who was the personality type, and then you just thought, you know, who's another fellow I can put in there? Uh, I don't really want to disclose how I came up with this game. Those I just, dark need, thoughts. I just need an idea from you, bro. I just know that my Google search history for this morning is going to be yeah. all over the <laughs> ACO search list now. Migs, what do you reckon? I'm pulling towards Jay Z. All right, Jay. Give us Mr. Z. Four from four. I can't wait. Oh. I wonder who are playing this game again. <laughs> Last one for the road boys. ENTJs. So, ENTJs are strategic leaders motivated to organize change. They are quick to see inefficiency and conceptualize new solutions and enjoy developing long-range plans to accomplish their vision. They excel at logical reasoning and are usually articulate and quick-witted. So, boys, ENTJs. Is this Ted Bundy or newly elected New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern? Ted. Problem solver. Ted. <laughs> no thoughts. We going, Ro. Ro, why? Why Ted? Just, it's again, it's the gut. The gut's telling me Ted. <laughs> Anyone else have any thoughts? I'm going with Ro no matter what. I'll follow. I'm happy to stick with his gut. Well, Ro, I think, is actually a psycho because, yes, it is Ted Bundy, <laughs> five from five. <laughs> Ro, you're, I'm putting you on the list. I am. <laughs> I don't believe this. <laughs> if this isn't damning evidence that Ro is some sort of sociopath or psychopath, um, I don't know what else is. But, yep, that is the end of the game. You guys got five from five, and I will not be bringing this one back. <laughs> So this week we'll be doing a new segment, most likely to, where we'll be going over some hypothetical scenarios and judging who of the boys is most likely to be in that scenario. So we asked the TCB Appreciation Society for some of your questions and we'll be going over the best ones today. So if you want to get your questions in for next time, join the TCB Appreciation Society on Facebook or you can DM us for an invite. So Sandy's got the questions for us today, so take it away. Yep, thanks, mate. Um, so the first three are from Perry today. So Pez's first question is, Who's most likely to get arrested for a crime they didn't commit? Hmm, this is, I'm just going to say it out there. This is Rohit. All I remember this is Rohit from- Rohit territory. Yeah. All I remember from one episode is where he, he was talking about he almost did a war crime, like entering a military zone. So, that's, <laughs> <most> <laughs> that's the exact story I was thinking as well, the Cuba story. <laughs> Trespassing on Cuban land. That's a crime I did commit though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's Kush uh, solely for the fact that Kush is just in the wrong place at the wrong time. They see Kush with his mo, and they're thinking, mate, lock him up right now. That's- I was thinking Kush as well. 
Uh, look, I'm, I'm going to stick with Roe here. I've got proof. So, he's done the crime. I reckon he's also done a few that That's we don't true. know. I'm also thinking of the, um, the Netherlands fine story as well. Exactly. Dude, <laughs> these are all crimes that I committed. I promise you I would never <laughs> get arrested. Like you, said you, you said you returned the bike. So, technically, you didn't commit the crime of not returning it then. <laughs> Yet, the bloody collection agencies were after you. They're, all, they're not after me anymore, though. These are all crimes I committed, <laughs> he said passionately. <laughs> but no, I, I think I might join the dark side and say Roe as well, actually. Yeah. Unlucky. All right. So, the second question is, who's most likely to lie on their dating profile? I'm going to go and say Sen here. He's going to have a nice little photo. <laughs> and then in the description, he's going to say, loves dogs. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going with the height like one. Six foot as well. Yeah. yeah. There, there, we go. there we go. Low hanging fruit there, Roe. I would say Manny for this one because he's all across the dating profile. So, I think Manny would be happy to- I tell nothing but truth. Sprinkle a few porkies in there too. Athlete, entrepreneur, (laughs) (laughs) successful, enjoying life, all truths. To be fair, I think a better question is who wouldn't lie on their dating profile? Mm. You got to lie on dating profiles to get get somewhere. But Kush, Ro, what do you guys think? I was going to say Manny as well. (laughs) Deadlock again. Here we go. I was yeah, I was gonna say Sen. I feel like he he would maybe not lie on his dating profile, but maybe on shardy dot com. now you know what? Fine, I'll I'll take the board on this one. I reckon I would. You know, if you're getting desperate on shardy dot com, be like, I am a doctor. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll say for me for this one. Our third one, last one from Pez. He asks, "Who's most likely to become famous?" All Can four I do of us, baby, from group, this podcast. Yeah. I knew you guys would say that, and that's cowardly answers from all oh, of you. Truthful, Kush, absolutely or, truthful. What do you say? I, I'm, I'm saying all four of us. I think yeah, this is a group. This <laughs> is go. the Communist Party of critical banter. It's all four of us. This is what it is. I, mm. I don't see any individual. Cute and all, but uh, I said me. <laughs> oh, so one of us here is lying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually think it'd be Kush. Kush has the cult following. You know, <laughs> if anyone's going to take off, no, Kush will become. Infamous, not famous. <laughs> I'm thinking more Charles Manson than David okay. Dobrik. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fine, we'll all go with the politically correct answer of all of us. Whatever. So, our fourth one is from Jack as well from the group. And he asks, who's most likely to end up on a government register? And he even goes further and says, e.g. sex offenders list. Fuck you, Jack. <laughs> that felt targeted, Kush. It did. <laughs> All right. Who didn't say Kush for this question? Um, hand down for me. <laughs> wow. No, not me. Wow. <laughs> I wonder Kush if I shaved my moustache. That this would this like would these answers would change? It would help. I'm not gonna lie. It would help. <laughs> but who, out of curiosity, Kush, who did you say? I, I, would, I would have said you, Sen. Yeah, beautiful. But- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, yeah, it was a toss-up between us two, but I think most of us went with you for this one. Speaks volumes. So, we're going to say Kush for that one. So, the fifth one for today is um, one that I've come up with, and it says, who is most likely to die of something stupid? Great question, Sen. Thank you. Thank you very much. That is Rohit as well. That's Again, cool. Rohit. Yeah, that's these, sto- these stories, they just paint a picture of he's going to fall on a fence one time or something. Yeah, I think of you like sneaking into that Cuban military base or you trying to sneak into that club. Not only that, there was something about like him hanging off vines as well. And, like, 
All right, firstly, let me just clear up the Cuban military story, yeah? I didn't think it was a Cuban military base. I didn't want to sneak into a military base. I just saw the music, the loud lights, and I thought, that looks like a good club to join. And then I saw the guns out the front. So, you were in the middle of the desert in Cuba, and you saw lights and sounds. You're like, this must be a club. There is no desert in Cuba. It was legitimately like a low-key like residential area, and you hear lights and parties. thought it might be a house party. Walk in. And everyone's there was a party just by the way. It's just that everyone oh, yes. had weaponry there's, there's on the famous Cuban house parties. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll cop that. I, I think it would be me as well. There's there's lots of things that I've done, which is, you know, I'm all for a story. I am all for a story. I've always maintained that. <laughs> Lovely. Um so the next one is from Hamza and he asks, Who's most likely to end up alone? It's a hard hitting question. Mm. Fuck you, I'm, Hamza. I'm gonna say <laughs> Migs. I'm gonna lock in Migs straight away. <laughs> Why Migs, right? <sighs> Uh, Migs has been, he's been trying desperately for a relationship. <laughs> oh <my God>. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is just Fuck a your own little game. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to make a joke or something. We know you went full serious. <laughs> no, obviously that was a joke. Or was it? <laughs> Definitely wasn't. Uh, I, I took the diplomatic answer on this one. I said we're all equally likely to end up alone. No feelings hurt. You called us a coward about two questions ago. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's different. Famous is different. Kush, what was your answer? Right, and Migs as well. I, I would, I would, I would go with you, Sen. Yeah, Kush is just attacking me today. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I'm going with your answer. No, no, no. Oh, right. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Good man. Kush. Indirectly, you as well, Sen. Ah, that's all right. I'll cop it as long as we're all in it together. Manny, what yeah. was your answer for this one? I was just going off the facts. Me and Kush, mate. Oh, no. <laughs> the two non-relation. You, you've taken Kush down with you for no reason. <laughs> I literally did everyone. not want to take took- you down, Migs. I did you not. Took- <laughs> it's, I'm sorry, man. I'm being truthful here. All right. You two can sort this uh, off air. Um, so, the next one is, who's most likely to become a dictator? I think this it's got to be Sam. No? Yeah, it's got to be you, Sam. <laughs> yeah, I said me as well. Uh, I thought a little part of me thought Rohit as well, but I feel like he lacks the conviction become a dictator <laughs> i like the passion no, but he's talked a, he's talked a big game oh, of being a dictator oh, yeah. rohit's got plenty of ideas so I'd, I'd bring ro as like a right hand man like a consigliere yeah mm. but then he'd somehow like die stupidly so it's still useful yeah sends um, always you know sends always daily you know guys <laughs> daily <laughs> what would you do <laughs> don't paint the, paint this kind of picture of me um, can we start a twitter feed sends dictatorship thoughts something like that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't do it. One of the fans will do it. Don't <laughs> don't put these kind of ideas out there. Um, a couple more to go. Um, so the next two are from Pranker, and she asks, "Who's most likely to fake their death?" Mm. I'm gonna say Santhurin here. When we get big, when we get a bit of fame, a bit of money, he's gonna be sick of it. He's gonna go want to go in hiding. So he's gonna fake his death, move to Cuba, <laughs> and uh, live a long and prosperous life. Mm-hmm. Interesting thoughts. I-, I was gonna say Kush. I reckon this is something Kush would do. You know. He loves his movies, Kush, something he'd see in a movie. Yeah, I think I think I do this as well. Yeah. Uh I'll put it out there. I'll probably do it. And you're right. You could you could make a controversy out of this. You get some money out of this. You can get some books, some films. This this has got me written all, all over it. Roy, you? I was I was thinking Sen as well. because um, I think Sen would be sick enough to fake his death and then see who turns up to his funeral. <laughs> 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 you think that I'm that much of a narcissist? <laughs> Mate, dictator narcissist. Ah, Dictator's Podcaster. different, dude. That's, that's bio. <laughs> it's for the greater good. Order. It's his bio. <laughs> In that order, yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to need a consensus on this one, or should we just call it a draw? Nah, nah, you can both I fake would... your deaths, to be honest. We can both fake our deaths, <laughs> I reckon. 
Rowan, I'll be here. Like, what's going on? We have a podcast to record, fellas. <laughs> just, just out of um, interest, though, how would you fake your deaths? Well, my my go-to whenever I think of faking my death is there's an episode of Simpsons where Homer buys a doll of himself and then he throws mm. him like down a waterfall while everyone is watching and everyone thinks he dies. And then they cut the electricity from his house because technically as he's the owner of the house, as he's dead, there's no one there to pay the bills. And so then he had to go unkill himself. <laughs> and so I would do something similar. I'd buy like a body double um, and just make sure you're all watching and I'd like jump off a building or something. Sort of like in Sherlock as well. Oh, yeah, true. What's it called? The Reichenbach Fall? The Great Reichenbach episode. Falls. Great episode. Kush, how about you? I'd do some elaborate scheme, some Gone Girl shit. Just go all out. Leave, Let's leave say none mains. of us have watched Gone Girl. Yeah, I realize, yeah. <laughs> have you, have you not seen it? <laughs> no, I haven't seen Gone Girl. Uh, okay. I guess a rogue on my reference, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, I got the reference. Don't worry. I'm in, I'm in there. <laughs> Emily Ratchikowski, mate. That's why I watched it. Oh, okay, all right. Here all we right. go. <laughs> <laughs> um, second to last one is who is most likely to betray the group? I think it's a pretty simple one. Pretty this straightforward. Yeah, no, it's Roe. No, it's Roe. Really? It's 100%. It's came up to him and be like, if you start your own podcast, we'll give you so much money. He's moving no questions asked. Dude, I think leave that's it. Dead. I think no, that's dude. Dead. If some that's better right opportunity comes, <laughs> dude- before they even opened the briefcase of money, he already stabbed us in the back. <laughs> Doesn't even need to be a briefcase, just an opportunity to stab us. It's rough for uh, sure. It, it is definitely me, Kush, but I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> okay, all right. But um, no, nah, because I remember, like, look, a story that illustrates this probably best is the Monopoly night at Miguel's house. Do you remember the that? Monopoly Sam? night, yes. <laughs> you uh, would bring this up. <laughs> Here we go. So, Squish, what happened, right? We were we were playing yeah. Monopoly and then just alliances started to form, right? So, I was me and Migs were the first alliance to to just go at it. Um, but then Sen decided to Sen decided to literally pimp the girls out and told them- No, no. no you know, that is not what happened. Kush, what happened was- <laughs> It is. It is. Old it is. Adolf and Mussolini Dude. over here started their- They started the Axis early and then I had to get the allied powers with the other girls. Um, and we got, you know, the US, the UK, France, America, and we had our little- uh, allied forces going and then Mussolini over there got scared and so he jumped sides and left Hitler on his own. It literally was just World War Two. <laughs> At one point, Miguel was yelling, Sen, you're a pimp, you're a pimp, Sen. <laughs> Stand by it. <laughs> but yeah, Rose Ro stabbed Manny in the back the second the tides were turning. Big time. Right. Still hurt. My answer's Still changing hurt. based on that story. It's definitely it's, Ro. It's definitely Ro hit. But um, let's be real, though. You know, Monopoly brings out the worst in us. Do you know what I mean? That's just that's honestly, you know, not representative who I am as a person. No, that was that was part of the cause for your character, mate. <laughs> oh, here we that go. That was an accurate character depiction. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's leave that there. So the last one for today is from Dazzy, and he asks, "Who's most likely to try and get with one of the other hosts, and which one?" No, this is not an obvious answer, but I'm thinking straight away, Kush has to be involved in some sort of fan fiction erotica. Um, <laughs> Got to give the fans what they want. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and please draw in these um, fan fiction. You do. Oh, I'm uh, yeah, I'm saying Kush is involved, but I'm mm. saying it's Rohit that's gone wow. for maybe a little peck, a little sun. Maybe we've seen Rohit. the high school photos of him going for pecks for- That's true. The boys. There's many different boys he's gone for a little bit. I, I don't kiss. know if Kush is up for these backdoor shenanigans. No. <laughs> I'll put that out there. <laughs> I'll, I was going to say it's some combination of me and Ro. Yeah, I think, oh. I think uh, 
I was going to say Senate. What, what, what are you yeah. trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, am I am I not <laughs> picking up what you're putting down? <laughs> Goosebumps is all I'm saying. <laughs> Manny, what did you have for this? I had Rohit and Kush. Beautiful. Wow. Simply because Rohit would be keen and Kush is a similar height, so it's the easiest one to get to. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're he, logistically. He's got to go tippy-toes. He's mm. got to go tippy-toes to get to us. <laughs> Actually, yeah, you know what? I want to see some Rohit Kush fanfic, so I'll go with this as well. <laughs> so, if anyone has started a fanfiction of Rohit and Kush, please send it in. Um, we might do a competition for the best fanfiction. <laughs> oh, my God. Or keep sending in more Who's More Likely questions and we'll do them. That as well. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of the episode. As we've mentioned multiple times in this episode, we have got the TCB Appreciation Society. So, if you still haven't joined that, go ahead and do that. Uh, But what we're going to do is every now and then, when one fan goes above and beyond, we will give him a shout out on the podcast. So, this week is going to be Jack, who you may remember from a few weeks ago, wrote in telling us that he swallowed a bottle cap once um, in Dobbin Array Unit. And so, this week, he tried to prove to us how quickly he can scull a beer and he posted a video. And he sculled the beer in three seconds. And it was quite impressive, I have to admit. Um, his beer pouring, though, was a bit shithouse, but I guess that wasn't the point of the video. But so, yes, if you guys want to one-up Jack, feel free to send in interesting f- skills or quirks that you might have. Um, but, Ro, I think you said you might try and beat yeah. Jack here. I'm going to challenge Jack for this crown. Um, three seconds was fast, but I think I'm faster. So, uh, keep tuned for that. I'll, I'll chuck it on the on the page. Alrighty. So, just remember to use code TCB uh, at manscaped.com if you want to get 20% off any products as well as free shipping. The link for that is in our description. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so you never miss a single episode. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, all at Critical Banter, where you can find additional content as well as submit any questions or stories for us to discuss. You can do that in the discussion group, as we've said many, many times today. The links for those as well as our website are in the description. And with all that, we'll see you guys next week. Mm